he's, he's, he's reached over and grabbed the lad's hands, so he's held him, lapped his legs back around the lad's knees and thrown himself forward, launched himself face down. Really? And as he's launched himself, he's got the lad in, in the air, he's broke his contact with the ground, he spun him and landed on him. I tried it three times and busted my nose <laughs> Hi, this is Mick Tully, and you're listening to Mixed Martial Arts. Sit yourself back in their chair there, Trev. Come on, make yourself uncomfortable. First of all, today, guys, I'm absolutely honoured. I'm going to embarrass him now. This is a guy I used to read about in all the magazines years ago. Uh, he was like, he's, he's the real McCoy. He's the one and only Professor Trevor Roberts. Trev, thanks for joining me, sir. Thank you, So, Trev... If you don't mind me asking, I, you're a man with, like myself with a few years on the clock now, right? Yeah. How many years have you been training? Uh, I'm 66 and it's only one nine, so 57 years, is it? 57 years? Yeah, yeah. Wow, and how old are you now? 66. 66 and still training? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, so where did you start training? Uh, I started doing judo when I was nine. Right. I had a, I had a, a cousin, uh, my dad, bless him, went Welsh. And, yeah. Uh, my cousin didn't like having a little Welsh bastard in the family. <laughs> and that, that were his words. And he, he used to, every time I went out, I was eight year old, he was about 14, him and his mates used to get me, tie me up, throw me over walls and all sorts. Really? It, it all came to an end. The, the, um, the old gas lamps with the, with the post that used to come out, they suspended me from one of them upside down, rope around my ankles, and they were kicking me to see if they could swing me. Jesus, that's grim. How old were you then? About, about 10 then when they did that. Jesus. Somebody went down and knocked somebody dad's door and so he came out and they all did a runner. Yeah. So he said, ah, what do you want to do this? He said, I'll go and bat him. I said, I won't do it myself. He said, well, you, you, you'll not be able to do that yet. He said, well, I'll get you training or something. So he worked with a bloke who did judo. So they took me down to the judo club and I started doing judo when I went, when I went well, no, no, I was nine. I went, I was nine when I started doing judo. And what did your dad work as? He was an engineer. Was he? But he... he uh, he never did a day's training in his life, but he used to take care of engines out and pick them up with his fingertips and carry on, lift them up to his chest and carry on, as strong as a bloody bull. But I tell you what, that that, that was a generation of tough, yeah, yeah. hard-working yeah. men, you know? Yeah. And, and it was just necessity got you into martial arts in yeah, the first place. Yeah. Just didn't want to get beaten anymore. No, well, it, they, they said I was doing very well with a throw called Tayatoshi, and, and, and you you take all of the lapel with your right hand and the sleeve with your left hand. Yes. And I, turn in and then step across the ankle and throw. Still one of my favourites, yeah. yeah. So they kept saying I had this really good Tayatoshi, so I, nine-year-old, I'm, I'm listening to what they're saying to me. So I went looking for Jeff, and he used to wear these big dirt glasses. Dirt glasses. And this would be your, this would be your cousin, was cousin, it? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, <laughs> he was a big 14-year-old and I was a short eight-year-old, or nine-year-old, and he... he uh, he wore these dirt glasses, these dirt rim glasses. There were a fellow on television called Gilbert Harding. Right. If anybody said Gilbert near, he's good bloody berserk, you know. So I'm at it, Gilbert, you ugly bastard, come and have some of this. <laughs> so, so he come running up, fuming. So I grabbed his sleeve, grabbed his, his, his lapel, and I've spun in, and I've not thought about his left hand, and he's just hit me and decked me. Next thing, he's kneeling on top of me, and he's... Oh, no. I am in shit, because I'm on my back, he's kneeling on my chest, and I just called the bastard Gilbert, you know. <laughs> and this is before the old MMA days, eh? Yeah, yeah. Whoa, yeah. wow. So, so what, how did that work out with Gilbert? He beat the shit out of me. Did he? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And, but... but So I kept, I, what happened then, I, I kept on training, and uh, and then when I was 14, I like called Billy... Billy, um, what are you called? I can't remember his second name now. He was a cracking lad. He, he was a brown belt at, at the club. Right. He invited me into seniors. So I started training with seniors at 14. Yes. And, and then 
they, him and another lad we were both going for the black belt so the club everybody was bouncing everybody was really going for it you know yes and uh, Randori we, 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 were, we were grafting real grafting and even Uchi Kobe's with issues you know so we were wow. going, at it, going at it and uh, so at 15 I called, I called Jeff and I, I tried it again and I threw him no problem yeah and he kicked his head when he on floor you know? <laughs> <laughs> and he never came back for seconds. Didn't he? No. That's funny that. They don't do that, do no. they? He was in his 20s, I was 15, and he never came back for seconds. No, no. And what, do you still see him to this day? Is he still uh, alive? No, no, he got killed in a car crash. Oh, dear. But, but, but we had a drink before, a few weeks before, and I'm, I'm glad I did because... You put every, it to bed. Everything got... Got, got, got sorted yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. And so what got, what got you from judo into, like, Japanese jiu-jitsu? Uh, well, first of all, I started wrestling. Um... What, what sort of wrestling? Uh, Olympic freestyle. All right. I was, I was a British champion at 15. I never knew this. Yeah, yeah. And then I got my second British title at 16. And then uh, I started, I started, I got married. I got a girlfriend pregnant at 18. So we would get, in them days, you married them, didn't you? Yeah. I got married, so I needed extra money. So I was talking to the lads at wrestling club and they all kept going on about bouncing. So I went bouncing and lads I was working with did jiu-jitsu. So they knew me because I've been in papers a lot with British titles and things. Yes. I'm always winning something. And uh, I don't like your titles, Northern County titles, British titles. And, and so, so they knew me, so they said, come down and see what you think of it. I just fell in love when I did it. You see, this is the thing, because Lancashire wrestling was, you know, people don't realise, yeah. you know, when, well, I, legit. I, I, I was lucky because when I, I, I was a junior British champion and I was cocky. So yeah. there were some old wrestlers down there who really liked taking me down a peg, you know. And they'd, yeah. They'd, they'd take you down and they'd really punish you a bit, but then they'd show you what they'd done, you know. Yeah, put you through the mincer yeah, a little yeah, bit, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what year would this have been? 1965, that one. Jeez, that, that was back in the day to see Roger Moore do a... Well, it wasn't even be Roger Moore, but you see a karate chop yeah. in, in a movie and think yeah. that was martial arts, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, a big, big, yeah. big wake-up call, eh? Yeah, yeah. And, um, so what time were you, were you bouncing? Uh, Bolton. In Bolton. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah? Yeah, yeah. famously you're known as the Iron Man of Bolton, right? Yeah, yeah. Where did that name come from? Uh, Martin Clark from President of IBF. The, uh, Martin Clark, the, this, wow, now that's a name from, from Sombo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah from yeah. Sittingbourne. Yeah, a good friend, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, he's still going strong, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he, he, I'll tell you, he's he's been ahead of his time for years, Martin. He he, uh, he was the first person I know to run coaching courses. Compulsory for all yes. coaches. Yes, yeah. I, re- I remember he used to have it in the old magazines. He used to have, he used to have that thing called the sitting born scene. Yeah, yeah And he'd be yeah. there, him and his old man Nobby. Yeah, and, they were brilliant. Yeah, and he was fantastic. Nobby, Nobby was good, was he? I never we, got to meet we, him. We were on a summer camp, and Martin said, "My dad's running, running a class." He said, "Do yourself a favour, get down and watch it." So I went down, I'm sat down, and, and he's on Nobby, and he's got a lad done a, a burrow gun him from behind. Yeah. And lifted him, and he was well in his sixties then, Nobby. What he's done. He's, he's, he's reached over and grabbed the lad's hands, so he's held him, lapped his legs back around the lad's knees and thrown himself forward, launched himself face down. Really? And as he's launched himself, he's got the lad in, in the air, he's broke his contact with the ground, he spun him and landed on him. Wow. Phenomenal. I tried it three times and busted my nose three times. <laughs> busted your nose three times? Yeah. Uh, there was one, only one Nobby Clark. I used to read about him all the time because Martin Clark was doing Sombo. You couldn't get people to wrestle. Yeah. I bet you remember the days yeah. no, no one wanted to do no one wanted to do any grappling, did they? No, it's, it's a Bolton wrestling club. We're always healthy. We're good. And, and what got me into it, I were at school and uh, at White Bank and the... the a very famous wrestler called Albert Aspen. He'd been to Olympics three times, been to Commonwealth three times, and he'd just been to, to the latest Commonwealth and, and he got a, a, a bronze medal. Right. He went to school showing it because he was an ex 
old boy from that school, like, and he had a nephew at that school. So he brought it, and we were they were very keen on that school about doing Duke Edinburgh's award scheme. Yes. And he offered to teach wrestling as a, as a pursuit on, on that, so I got into it. Wow. And uh, I mean, the first competition I ever won was, was winning school championship at wrestling. Really? Yeah, and uh, our only second year, and... Uh, it, it was good. It was re- really good. I mean, Albert was just awesome. Yeah, uh, well, did you I still call him so now? Do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. I, I have that. You know, yeah. There's one of the things I, I, I can never call Trevor. Trevor. I always call him Professor. And uh, I've said that to Russell Jarmus. He can't do it. You know what I mean? I, no, li- now, literally, I tell you something. You're, you're a national treasure, man. The, the, the English. I tell you what. People should go around, go, go and see him. You know, when they go and visit like stately homes and stuff, they should go and see. Yeah, I tell you, he's part of the English heritage scheme in my eyes but you, you, you know you were way ahead of your time when it came to grappling but way ahead of your time when it came to like obviously the reality based stuff because you've seen some clowns come and go in that well, game yeah, right yeah 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 and what, what, what did you think when, when you see these new different ways of fighting and stuff I've been watching some stuff in there today and I, 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 I'll tell you it's been worth coming down today yeah just to see the lads I've been on, I've been on with them done some stuff with them there's been fantastic yeah and uh, I want to keep in touch with them definitely yeah who's that to Anthony Rushton yeah, yeah. Anthony's awesome yeah. yeah he's a Anthony's Anthony's a class act he really really is you know a lot Sorry of people don't know who he is so when you started in the jiu-jitsu how old were you 18 18 yeah so you've been at it a few years now yeah. right yeah, yeah and if you don't mind me asking what grade are you Eighteen. yeah because I know famously you've had a couple of uh, people approach you for more grades and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. I've been offered me ninth down twice and declined it yeah and yeah. You, if you don't mind me asking why well one of the reasons is I I I was once I once saw Kenshiro Abbey and yeah. uh, he was just absolutely really? awesome I can't believe this oh he was awesome and he was an eighth down well I, I can't imagine that I'm beyond what he was at that stage right you know, and when was this when did you oh, see about 67 where was this in London no in Bolton in Bolton yeah, yeah we had a guy in Bolton I'm just trying to think of his name now um, fantastic guy judo coach with British Judo Council um Ernie Singleton, lovely fella. Yeah. He, he trained Jane Bridge, he was the first... Yeah, Jane Bridge, yeah. Yeah. And he, he was... I, I really liked him, Ernie Singleton, a fantastic bloke, but he didn't do Randori. So I, I, I weren't that interested because because he, it was it was all Uchi Komi, there was no Randori, so I never really went to his classes, but I missed out, but I missed out a lot there. Yeah. And... Uh, I missed out on a few things in my life that I should have done and I didn't. What, 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 was it just that you you liked you liked the the rocking with the Randori? Yeah, yeah, I, I really I really enjoyed. It. I thought that brought me on a lot. Yeah, well, it, it, uh, you you certainly find out what works and what doesn't, yeah. eh? Well, at wrestling club, I mean, I mean, it all Lancashire and they say just want to pull. You know yeah, what I mean, do you want to get on and have a <laughs> Does that want to pull? Yeah. <laughs> and you go on, and, and I remember going on with, with Bertowin, and Bertowin was the British champion senior at the same weight that I was as, as, as a junior. Right. Uh, and by this time, I was about 18. And I'm thinking, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm coming up to the seniors now, like I'm going to 20, I'm going to be a senior. I went intermediates then. Yeah. So uh, I'm thinking, like, well, yeah. He's only the same weight as me, you know, and I didn't show him any respect, and I just went at him. It was like running at that bloody wall. Really? He was so solid, boom, you know, and um, dragged me, crutched me, took me up in and drove me down. As I'm going down, I turned my head, so once I got on my head, I dislocated my shoulder. Jeez. I really upset because you're just a kid, you know. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, because this is the thing, right? I've met quite a few wrestlers, and um, I've, I've always said this, one of the most respectful, 
respectful men I've ever met was a guy called Dean Lister, an American guy. I don't know if you heard of him, but it was it's very very bizarre because a lot of wrestlers I've met they have a more they they walk like warriors more than these martial artists yeah, yeah, and they don't they don't yeah, take on yeah. to be martial artists no no well, Bert's an absolute gentleman lovely I mean he, he worked down the pits and he, he, he weren't a minor he was cutting him and his, his brother Tony when he was a hell of a banger cracking lad yeah British champion wrestler as well um they used to work down the pits and they were on a shovel and pick all day long cutting new seams. Wow. So all day long, I mean, that's how Marciano built his punching power, weren't it, working with a gas board? I didn't know this. Yeah. Tell yeah. us that story. Yeah. Yeah, so, Marciano claims he, he worked for the gas board in, in Brockton. Yeah. And he, he claims that's where he, he developed his power, his striking power. I mean, he was only 13 stone two at his top weight when he fighting. Yeah. And he was hitting as hard as any 16 stone. You know? Yeah, well, uh, Marciano, yeah, Marciano and Dempsey are two of my biggest oh, heroes. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Like Ali, I loved, but the thing yeah. is, I look at Dempsey and look at Marciano and think, you know, it's like looking at Batman and going, if I just do a lot of sit-ups, I could be Batman. <laughs> but uh, you know what I mean. But you look yeah. at Ali and you yeah. just go, no, unless, yeah, uh, yeah, unless you get superpowers. Dempsey and Marciano, neither of them were ever reached fourteen stones as a fighter. And, and, and they were phenomenal it's just brutal. they were bangers weren't they yeah, yeah. Uh, did you do much boxing yourself only at school yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, what, what did you do for your start yeah, just stick with the jiu-jitsu for the stand-up yeah yeah yeah, yeah. what because what, I, I trained with a guy called Manfred Google uh, over in he was actually with Bob Clark and this was in Germany and I just walked into this gym started yeah. talking to a fella and he he, he was he was probably around your age and looked yeah. very similar to you, Trevor. Yeah. It's one of the reasons that I, I, the minute the minute I met you, I loved him because I, I loved you because he reminded me of Freddie Google, yeah. and walked in. I was talking to him and I thought he was either a dad or maybe even a granddad of one of the kids. Yeah. And then he comes back out and we started talking. He says, "Have you got your gear with you?" And this was in German. He yeah. says, uh, "Yes, we're Anfang." You know, it's like, "Come on, let's let's go." And I was looking at this guy and I'm thinking, I'm going to run through you, mate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and like, regardless of how many dance yeah, he had on his yeah, belt. Yeah, yeah. And he just smashed me. And he, he, he used to say, your karate is good. But once you get past the striking range, you, what have you got left? Yeah. And he said, yeah, and, and then I was thinking to him, but you're not hitting me like a Japanese jiu-jitsu guy. And I found out he was a German boxing champion. So, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, he gave me a yeah, beating. Yeah, yeah. But did you, did, what, did you, what did you enjoy more in the Japanese jiu-jitsu, the striking or the, or the throwing and the grappling? The, the, the submission work, I loved it. Yeah? yeah absolutely, well, the submission work, I loved it, yeah. And what, 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 just because you have to think more or what? Yeah, because it, it, in the freestyle wrestling, it's a terrific game for stamina and power. Yeah. I, I mean, you do develop good, good stamina and power doing that, but the submissions can finish the fights a lot easier. Yes. You know, and I, I used to, but uh, an old wrestler called, um, what the hell, my memory's not so good today. Uh, or could you, uh, I was trying to think of the really hard men doing in the gym in them days. They, they, they were Franco, Jimmy Foy, but Jimmy Foy. Jimmy Foy, I've heard yeah, that name. Yeah, he, 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 he showed me loads and he he had a 22 inch neck. Wow. He came out of the bike like a bloody bully's neck. You know? Wow. And a hell of a, hell of a down fellow. I mean. Now, and he ruined me because I, I was at 15 and 16, I won, I won two consecutive British titles, Lancashire's Northern Counties, all the lot. Yeah. All, all the autumn things they put me in for and everything. And then. They told me they were grooming me for the Olympics, right? And uh, so I was buzzing. I was really buzzing. I mean, I, I mean, Albert Aspin was my hero, and I wanted to go to the Olympics like he had. And what Olympics did he go to? Do you remember? I know the last one he went to was Tokyo. Wow! What year was that in? Uh, 
64 I went to Dallas. Jesus. But, but he, uh, he was really something else in Albert. Yeah. And he, he did three consecutive Olympics and three consecutive Commonwealths. Wow. So he wrestled at that level. That, 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 that's time. consistent. Yeah, very. That's 12, 12 years. Yeah. Jeez, that's a long career in wrestling. He never featherweight and he used to go on with heavyweights and drag them around the map. Really? Yeah, he, 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 and he, I used to go on and grip, and he, and he said, no, 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 he said, you, it's this, and you, you couldn't hear <laughs> until he got the, you know. Sounds like my jiu-jitsu instructor, yeah. you grip too much. Very, very light, and, and, until, he, until he got what he wanted, and then that And then, and then, you then he took doing, it. You were, you were doing then, you know. Wow. It was phenomenal. So what happened, how did how did you get ruined? Well, Jimmy, Jimmy says to me, what they do is they break someone with the head, and he's tickled them. I mean, he got this bloody anvil of an head on a 22-inch neck, and he used to be grinding, you know. <laughs> what, for the head control, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he said, he said, if you control the head, you control the body. Yes. And what he used to do, he used to put his, his, his forehead just inside of your temple there. Yeah. Swish you about. And you ended up going wherever he wanted you to go, you know. Wow. But I started nutting him from, from a distance, coming in and nutting him. Yeah. And my old coach, John Rigby, bless him, a lovely <laughs> fellow, and he never swore. He ended up John Rigby MBE. He trained kids... His, his kids took 100 British titles between them. Wow. That he'd, he'd, um, that had come through his system. Yeah. Oh, and wow. He with an MBE. And he never swore. And it, I, he said to me this day, now, now don't go doing what for, Sean. He said, because there's selectors here. He said, I want you, and I'm fighting with, a, with a, a club up there, a, a camp up there called Burtonwood, American Air Base. Yeah. And the American collegiate wrestlers, they're brilliant. Oh, they're unbelievable, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and they, they come across, and they'd always enter Lancashire. They love the Lancashire, so they always yes. enter Lancashire. And, uh, he said, they're here today. He said, you'll have to wrestle a couple of yanks. He said, so just show what you can do, you know. So I went out. He said, and remember, you're wrestling, not a fucking woodpecker. <laughs> <laughs> Only time he ever swore. Yeah. It was and a I good was one, shocked, eh? I was shocked when I walked out to Mark because he said that, you know. Yeah. And I walked out and I'm on with a kid called Chuck and I were in Apprentice Butcher and I'd stabbed my thumb and I got a big plaster in my thumb and it was throbbing. Yeah. And we went on and we were wrestling and, and everything's going nice and then he, he starts giving me a wrestling lesson, this kid, and he really would give me a wrestling lesson. Wow. So I come back to my corner. And uh, they're an old wrestlers, that they come over. He said, Do you remember what fight I did? So I walked out, bang with head, and he, his bottle went to me, this kid, and I took him in a mess. And his, his mother's shouting, Grab his thumb, Chuck, grab his thumb, and all wow. that. Wow. So I threw him over to try and keep his table, and he had a shape of clock in his back and everything. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And they're, and, they're, and they're at it, down wrestlers, they're all sat there grinning like and nodding. Yeah, yeah. Lovely, you know. But John Rigby sat there, bloody hell. Yeah, you haven't, you haven't, you haven't, yeah. you haven't shone, shone for I, him, no? I were offered a scholarship to America and, uh, at 17. I, really? Yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah. Offered a scholarship to America and I turned it down. I said, what, why would I go do that? I turned at Bolton, I wrestle at Bolton, why do I need that? What a dick. What? <laughs> well, I've gone out there, I mean, it's the finest wrestling in the world. Isn't yeah. It? Well, whereabouts was the scholarship? I, I, don't, I, I don't have it, see. You didn't, didn't look at it? You, you put in for it and then you go for it a, a lot of you actually took him up on it it was a lad called Joe Gilligan and he was a brilliant he's best pound for pound wrestler this country's ever had I think right and he, he went for about 10 years after me wow he was brilliant before he went, but when he came back, bloody hell. Mustard, eh? Yeah. I tell you what, there's some of these guys are just like a different level. Yeah, I've I've trained over in Minneapolis for years, and some of the guys that I've just trained with yeah, are yeah. like, yeah, and they're unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. You know, you just look at these guys and you're like. I, I, it doesn't even look like wrestling, you know. It's no, a completely no. different game. So, how far did you take the wrestling before you, before the jujitsu grabbed you? When I found out I went to the Olympics, I, I, I dropped off a bit. I weren't that keen then, you know. Yes, I'd, I'd cut myself off with that, and then I started bouncing, and uh, I got doing the jujitsu, and then that was it then, because all I wanted to do then was submission stuff. 
Right. We're not doing no sport jujitsu in them days. No. Much later that the sport came along. Yeah, because, like, who who inspired you apart from wrestlers when you were coming through? Uh, well, um, Ernest Angleton, I thought he was a great fellow. His personality, he's such a gentleman. Yes. Fellow, you know, and, and, and very strict in his club. Yeah. He was a personal friend of Kenshiro Abbey and he invited me down. I didn't go on the mat because I, I won't part of his club, but he invited me down to watch him. And I saw this guy doing things and I thought, wow. This is, but the thing is, it's such it's such a lifetime, you know, like you do, you do inspire me for the simple reason that you obviously love it Whoa. as much today as ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it just, if you think about it, the hobby, it like it starts off, you know, basically because you didn't want to be swung off a lamppost. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. now you, you, you've had a lifetime, like where, where's yeah. where's it taking you around the world? Uh, oof, all over Canada and America. Uh, I was going to Russia with the Sambo. I was captain of England team going to Sambo with Russia. And then Chernobyl kicks off. Well, I'm ex-fireman. You yeah. can't see radioactivity, you can't taste it, you can't smell it, and then it, it gets you and you're in deep shit. Yes. So I said I weren't going. And uh, that because I said I weren't going, that was the end of it. And this was in Chernobyl. So how old were you then? Uh, 30 odd. I've got the... I've got the, 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 the things out of the paper at home. Martin Clark, this is, a, you know, Steve Sweetlove, right? Yeah, very yeah. Cool. So, well, Another absolute legend and criminally unknown, yeah. like Bedfordshire Wrestling he's, he's Club. He's me on my ass at judo. Has he? Oh, yeah, yeah. i tell you what, he straightened out, he stretched to a, if you're listening to this, Steve Verma, uh, he stretched the guy who turned up. We had him as a guest instructor, myself yeah. and Al Pizans. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, wait until you see this guy. Yeah. And like, I've always been a dead keen. I, I love wrestling and I, yeah, I love yeah. grappling, but I'm shit at it. But, I, but I'm good at turning up. Yeah. So yeah, if you keep turning up, you'll end up getting half decent in the end. But uh, Steve came down and literally we started chatting to him. And he was telling me, you know, about the Sambo and the wrestling. And you're like, so you were in Russia when it was like Cold War Russia, you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. and it's like, the young lads today, you try and explain to them that you were getting... Like, well, he used to go out there and being a policeman, he had to come back and be debriefed when he came back, apparently. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So when did you meet Steve? Uh, down at the IBF, we were going to Europeans, um, IBF European Judo, and... Uh, we went over and um, I met Mick Poole at the same time, you know Mick? Yeah, yeah, I know yeah, Mick Poole, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lad. And uh, they both threw me on my ass that day, pair of them. And uh, I, I don't claim to be a judo man, but not, not a proper judo man. I, no. I, I was good as a junior, but... Yeah, uh, did you, how far did you get in the grading? I didn't. Didn't you? No, I didn't bother, no. Just turn it... I just wanted, I just wanted Bass Ray Jeff, so all I did, I kept turning up <laughs> <laughs> like I said, just keep turning up and I'm going to go, you know. Yeah. yeah. You see, this is this is the thing. It's like, what grappling arts have you studied? Uh, well, judo as a kid, wrestling, sambo, um, jiu-jitsu. That's it, really. And what, what, is, there, is there any one particular love or do you love, love yeah, them all? I love the catch. The, the, yeah? The, the old catch wrestling. That, that's, that's, what, that's what the old wrestlers used to do. And there's one called Jimmy Nibbler. That's the yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, I know who you're on about, yeah. The cruel old bastard. Yeah. They really were. And he'd uh, a nose like that, cauliflower is there. And I would, I was 15 year old and I'm on mass. It's Thursday night at Bolton Wrestling Club. And I'm wrestling for British on Sunday, down, on Saturday down London. Yeah. So John Rigby said, Jimmy, he's in for British on Saturday. Just have a loose pull with him, will you? He couldn't spell loose, never mind, do it. You know, <laughs> he got me on all fours, honestly, Mickey, I got me on all fours, oots in, trapped me arm, come back and smash right across my face with four arm. Jesus. And put a crank on, you know. 
Uh, and John, whoa, whoa, he's, he's dressing up a bridge. I look like me and Jaguar on one bridge. He's been bloody lit through his ear. Like, really? Oh. <laughs> look like you had yeah. the Botox. Oh, yeah, cool. And, and he, didn't, he didn't mind if he did it back. I mean, uh, years later, you go on with him, he'd butt him like, and, I, and he'd just grin at you, you know, and keep coming. Yeah, because I, just when you mentioned his name, I yeah. can't remember if it was Eric Paulson mentioned him, but he was he was like legendary. Oh, do you mean? A yeah. rough, rough, rough boy. Oh, really tough lad. Yeah, well, well, why was he so rough? Just how he was. Just how he was made, yeah, eh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I don't know... He could, I, he could really wrestle, though. Really. Yeah, how long... Did, he kept going right to the bitter end, did he? Yeah, he did, yeah. Well, you're in his 80s, and there's, there's, the, the Moors are just outside Bolton. The, the, yeah. The Moors, like, and you've got great Irwin Trill, big, big hill with it. Yeah. On top, and it, it, it's massive. And uh, there are a lady, looks at a place where I did security for him, and she said, you used to do wrestling, didn't you? I said, yeah. She said, you know Jimmy Nibble? I said, the crew old bastard, yeah. She said, that's my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> Does he have to be I careful? Said, I said, well, he is. Yeah. She said, why? So I told her that story about, about the face bear at 15, you know, you know. She said, uh, the older Negro, she said, oh, no, no. I said, he were all better to be a parent yeah. the club, you know. She said, she said, well, I were up on, on, on Winstrill last Sunday, said with my husband. She said, there's somebody jogging across Winstrill with, with a pack on his back. And he got close. She said, bloody hell, it's my Uncle Jimmy, 80 odd year old. And he's jogging on Winstrill wow. with a pack on his back. Jesus. And I was on a pint with him one night and he said, uh, You'll have to come with me to Switzerland. He said, I go running up. He said, not mountains. He said, but up the... Yeah, up the hills. Up, up, yeah, up, yeah. Bloody side side than Winter Hill. And he, he, he used to go over there for three months a year and, 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 and doing that. Really? And he stopped, and he stopped wrestling. Wow. But still. Yeah, because I, I'm a, like, a, bit of a bit of a sad... Well, I'm a geek when it comes to martial arts anyway, but all sorts of martial arts. And some of my heroes are like Hacken Schmidt, mm. Carl Gotch, mm. Frank Gotch, Farmer Burns, and all these guys were all... Have you, have you ever seen a guy called John Oski? No. Phenomenal. Right. He's... Um, there's, there's a very good lad. It, it, it's... Um, uh, What's it called? Stop boy. Right. He's uh, he, he runs a, a catch wrestling. The American, it's American catch, not Lancashire catch. Yeah. And he, he went over, and, and there's there's a there's an old guy over there. Um, I can't remember his name now. The old guy that John Oski trained under, and he brought him over for a thing. So he came over, very polite, very nice. We heard a lot about you, Shumi, and all this, you know. So I sat watching. Yeah. And I, I, had an, I had an knee problem at the time, so I'm sat there watching, and I can normally see where the submission's coming from. And I'm watching him, and he must have pulled away a dozen submissions off. The Irons didn't got a clue where they were coming from. No setups at all, no, just straight no, in? Just straight in, bang. Wow. Phenomenal. Yeah, because... Uh, yeah, my, one of my coaches, Eric Paulson, yeah. you've heard of Eric, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, Eric's got a uh, guy, he's all unbelievable, unbelievable. And he's such a he's such a historian about the art as well. Uh, he's actually got, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll pick up a book. He's got a book on the history of American wrestling yeah. and American catch in particular. And he's got a guy called Josh Barnett. Yeah. And you've heard yeah, of Josh, yeah. Yeah, 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 he's huge, yeah. yeah. And uh, Josh Barnett, actually got his black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu yeah. by way of catch and he'd never wore a kimono but yeah, because yeah. like he went to a, he went to a competition and they were like you can't compete it's for black belts only yeah. so it was like a bit of a Mr Miyagi thing because Eric gave him a black belt there and then on the spot yeah, yeah. I said go on in and he went in there like he got he got beat in the final but he, he a friend of mine as well Homolo Baral he, he made a mess of his ankles yeah, made a yeah, mess yeah, of yeah, his yeah, ankles yeah. but the, the catch wrestling even now it's starting to I, I saw both of them on a, on a thing with uh, well a clip of them training with uh, Bill Robbie 
Yeah. Did you know? Did, did you know? No, I, I know a lads who train with him. Yeah. And a, a guy who I, I've always respected is Frank Holtz. Yes. Yeah, very hard old guy, Frank. Yeah. But he used to arrange me street fights when I was 17, Frank. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he talked like that with look like you're getting paid on one. Yeah. Like, yes. And I, I, I was just, just telling the Kung Fu guy in there, I said, uh, you need me to fight this Chinese lad, you know. When Kung Fu got big, I said, so I said, yeah, okay, yeah, I won't bother. I'd fight anybody, but I won't bother. And we'd turn up at this night club with Frank Repert owner, and we'd all lads would turn up, we'd be better than all this, and then, and then go on and fight, you know. And it was great, I loved it. How, how, many, how many of these did you have? Altogether 14. But, but I loved it. This is, uh, so just, what would it be, unlicensed or is it yeah, a free-for-all? Just, just unlicensed, anything. Good. And a free-for-all? Yeah, yeah. Wow. And, and it was fantastic, it was lovely. And what year, what year would this have been in? 67. Jesus. And, and then, and then, I, and then it went on a bit, a bit of this, he organised audience here and there, not all time. And then, uh, that's when he started doing it, 67. And then it went on further. Wow. Uh, I, got, I got to about 25, so that'd be, that'd be 75, that. And, uh, he said, I've, I've organised one with this Chinese. I said, yeah, all right, yeah. I said, go on then, we'll have it. So I'm waiting for it to do it until the night comes, so I go up, I'm all keen for it to do it. Yeah. I've never seen Kung Fu properly, only, only seen films. Yes. And I want, I want to keep having do, you see. <laughs> see it. how it works out. This guy gets through this guy, and I said, I can't fight him with bloody child abuse. It's tiny little thing, you were. Really? And uh, so he came up, so Frank said, when are you fighting then? He said, oh, no, no, we're not fighting. He said, I will give him a lesson, and if, if he likes me, he can come and join me at Salford University, like, you know. This is what and the it, Kung Fu guy said? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? So, I'll be honest, mate, I'm glad we didn't fight. Bloody hell, he was something else. Was he? He really was, yeah. And a guy called Wong, Mr Wong, and he, uh, well, Master Wong, and uh, he did all this centre-line stuff, and he used to trap your hands. Yeah. Hands like that, and then he'd bang the shit out of you. And, uh, <laughs> and I used to go to Salford, and, and he, he had you doing this. You'd pick up two house bricks. Yeah. And you'd hold them in your hands, and you'd block slowly long way around wow and you, you go up this hall and back down this hall unseen times when you put the bloody thing your fingers were like that when you finished wow and then when you've not got the brick in your hand and you come in short but your hand's there before you've thought about it you know yeah yeah phenomenal wow he was he was out of his time wasn't he yeah, and he just beats his forearms because he, he imagined from here to it you were talking bears and he wow came, your, 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 your forearms were black and blue and was this Wing Chun was it Kung Fu or did uh, you know it, it was called Su Wong Kui but it was it was a, a mix of Wing Chun and White Crane he said wow really something else man that is unbelievable yeah. so I didn't train with him very long he went back to Hong Kong yeah I, if he had it I'd have stayed with him would you I'd definitely stayed with him so, uh, so uh, if you, I'm just going to get you to throw a few names out of people that have impressed you that you've trained with. Well, Master Wong, definitely. Yeah. Uh, my first proper sense in Jiu-Jitsu was a fellow called Jack Aiden. Right. Really, really good guy. And uh, I got my black belt and then he packed in. Wow. And he, and he said, I'll give you a club. I said, well, they want me on club at 221. You know, I just Nah. So uh, what I did, I put a white belt on, I went to other people's clubs. Right. <laughs> and, and, and there are a few good people about, and, and, and you got some good stuff, you know. Yeah. I had a, had a very broad education through doing that. Yeah. Um, and there's a, there's a lad called Norman Matthews, from the Goshen Club in Bolton. And he impressed me a lot. Yeah. Very, very good. Uh, Abraham Bolton... Uh, I remember years ago, I don't know if you know, like in Barnsley, the Tumans, they call them the Tumans, John and Jed Tumman, but w they're karate boys. Yeah. But I went up and we went we went up to Northern Open yeah. and it the team, we, we were club team, right? So it was myself, Andy Margaret, my first karate instructor, a guy called Al Hine, a Gaz, a Gaz Masterson and uh, 
another guy called Darren O'Reagan. No, it was Anthony Acton, a friend of mine. And we got there, and the team we went up against were Tony Sykes. Yeah. Bob Sykes, yeah. Arthur O'Loughlin, Les Carr, yeah. and Brian Beck, and I, I was like, I was like, Jesus, like, and these, yeah, my, yeah, my, my guys from the club, we, they were all like, I don't know who these are, and I went, yeah. I've seen every single one of these in magazines, yeah, yeah. and like, you know, uh, but there was some tough old boys around, 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 Lancashire and Yorkshire, because uh, martial arts really took. So I got a terrific crash all in Bolton called Joe T, isn't it? Oh, Jesus. Jesus, Joe, Joe, Joe was a terror. Oh, yeah. He was a terror. Yeah. Terrific, lad. Yeah, Martek. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you a shout out there, Joe, so you better send, send me some free gear from your company now. Yeah, he, he still runs Martek, doesn't yeah, he? he does, he does, yeah. yeah you go in and there's this lovely, friendly, nice fellow, and you'd you never dream he'd come here such a fighter, you know. Yeah, he, and he was ferocious. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was ferocious back in the day. I've been with him, and, and, and he's, he's like that. Really? You, you want a bloody net and a rhino dirt when you're out with him, you know. You've <laughs> Well, he wouldn't take any mess in. Oh, no, no. And how, t- how tall is Joe? He's a couple of inches shorter than me, and I'm yeah. only 5'6". Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he's... Well, he, I, I was on a course doing Kent with IBF, and there's a guy there called Martin Skipper, cracking lad. Another uh, name I've heard, yeah. yeah. Re- cracking, really good lad. And he, he, he moved up to Bolton, and uh, he's, he's living just outside Bolton now. Um, yeah. And he's... Uh, he said to, he, he's karate. He's sorts. He's absolutely saturated karate. Yes. And he said, "You're from Bolton." He said, "You know, you know of a guy called Joe And I said, "Very well." He said, "Mate." He said, "Oh." He said, "Awesome." He said, "I saw him at Crystal Palace." He said, "He came out." He said, "He's, he's shorter than you." I said, "Yeah, yeah, it's a couple of inches." Yeah. What's your point? <laughs> he said, "Well, he writes kicking. Six foot two Frenchman." Oh <laughs> yeah. You know, he's bloody oh Joe. I don't know. I knocked on his door one day and I. Somebody shouted me and I turned around and as I turned back he'd open the door and he stood on one leg and he tapped me on the head with his foot like that. Did he? Yeah, just stood up, just dig. Just tapped me gentle on the head like that with his foot. Because he's still in good shape. Oh, tremendous. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's... And, and, and he's, he's one of his, well, I think it's his top students ever, is Jamie Golden. Yes. He's, he's phenomenal, Jamie. Yeah, another skill guy, yeah. yeah. He's got a second down in jiu-jitsu with me, Jamie, and he's, he is bloody good. Yeah, I, well, I tell you what, while we're talking about students, uh, I'd really love to one day pin you down and we won't have to, we won't, we won't record it. Because Russ Jarmusty's told me how he met you, because yeah. you were just Trev. Yeah, you, yeah, you ran yeah. the local boozer. Yeah, yeah. And like anyone who's listening, yeah, you know, I, I yeah, I love Russell. He's a great guy. Yeah. And Russ is, R- Russ is a bit like me. He, you'll either get, you either love him or you hate him. There's yeah. no in between, right? And he, he's he, he's very, well, he's a bit, he's very like myself, very polarizing. If he likes you, he likes yeah. you, yeah. and if he doesn't, he just yeah. can't help. Yeah. The fact well, that you I, find out. I met him through 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 a mate of mine, uh, Johnny Clegg. Yeah. He, he, he was coaching with Russ's mum. Yes. And, and so I met him, and he, he came out to me jujitsu and he trained in jujitsu. He only did a few months with me, really. Yeah. And then he said I broke his neck. I didn't break his body. <laughs> and uh, I put a Nelson on, and he riddled and he tore his whole muscles. Right. But uh, he tried to sue me three times for that. But he, <laughs> I just, I just said, bring the medical proof and we'll, we'll take it to the insurers, you know. Yeah. Uh, do we, cause, he's told me, because one of the things that you know, I, I do like about Russ is yeah. the real McCoy. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like in a, in a in an industry 
that's full of bullshit it's one of the reasons yeah. I, I have the utmost respect for you he is a very likeable guy yeah. he tells you exactly how it is and he can do it yeah like for, for real and he told me that the first time that you met that he met you his mum was dating a friend of yours yeah, came to the local yeah. and he just he said I had no idea he goes I thought Trevor was the guy who ran the bar and you were a bit of a karaoke king no I, no, I, I took this I took this problem that would just get them out at night that. really was yeah. it the karaoke was just waiting just yeah. to clear the room yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. what yeah. was what was your song oh I, I can't clear a room when I go really karaoke, yeah. what, what's, your, what's your signature tune uh, it's wonder you Presley I can't do it now my bloody <laughs> well I'll tell you what if I can talk Trev into it we'll, we'll release it no. we'll put it on iTunes <laughs> eh? make a few quid I've got, I've got a mate in it I was singing it one day and he said he's, he's got a record coming out Jimmy Clitheroe does it <laughs> is it like Jimmy Clitheroe well is no, it? it's because I'm a short oh right okay I thought it was like you sounded like Jimmy Clitheroe no Jimmy Clitheroe does always present <laughs> Yeah. So, no, I took that pub on because I was running all the doors and I did a lot for settlers. Yeah. And, and they had this pub and the landlord got his neck broke. So they asked me to take the pub on. I wow. I sorted it out in three weeks. How, did, how did he get the neck broke? He got smashed in first and he went back and banged his head on some seat and it broke his neck. Jesus. And uh, the lad who did it, I called Trevor Berber. Yeah. He, he weren't malicious. He just went to Paris and he was lively, you know. Yeah. So. <laughs> lively. I, 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 I did clinically. I sat him down and as he tried to get a back up, he walked in. He, sat, he jumped up into a left hook. Right. Over like, you know. Put him out. Yeah, yeah. And then everything was all right after that? Nothing after that. No, yeah, straightens it all out. Because you, you still do a little bit of looking after stuff to this day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? Can yeah. you talk about it or do you want to talk yeah, about yeah. it? There's a mate of mine got, got a sight and he's, he's got... He's got about 40 um, Mercedes Sprinter vans. Yeah. And the, the lads going in, organised team going in, and, and, and they, they can strip the, the castle. Catalytic converter, you told me this before, yeah. Yeah. And, and they, 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 they were on video, there were eight, eight drivers in here, and two of these lads walked on. And in minutes, they'd, they'd done six vans. Wow. There's eight drivers there. Not, they didn't do a bloody thing, they didn't say a word, you know. Yeah, because I remember I remember you telling me last time, I think it was the last time we met up, yeah. you had to nip off early because I wanted you to get it. Yeah. But you were going up in the static, but you were going to get the missus to sit in. You you said you said that you, you were going to, I don't know what it was, but you said you were going to get the missus to sit there first because you said if they could tackle with her, <laughs> that you, that was, I can't remember how you how you put it, but it was funny. It's funny. And you just sit up there in the caravan and just keep an eye out. Is that it? There's, there's, a, there's a thing we can go in. It's um, a canteen thing. We can go in, have a brew, they just walk around, make plenty of noise when you're walking around. So they're thinking about it, they piss off. Yeah. You know, and he's never had a van done while we've been there. You know? Wow. And how long did you do the door work for? Uh, 35 years, I remember. 35 yeah. years. Yeah. Wow. I, I, what, what was it? When it, without sounding like an old fart, right? I remember back in the eighties, back in the late eighties, when I first started training and you know first started getting you know in with Jeff Thompson and the guys, and we were doing a bit of door work. Yeah. If there was any drama, you know, guy turned up, you gave him a bit of a hide in, and yeah. if he came back the next week, you'd be the usual crack. He'd go home, he'd put the cassette recorder on, train to a bit of the Rocky music, yeah, come yeah, back yeah. the next week, and yeah. you'd give him a fucking hide in again, you know. Yeah, yeah. But then that would be it. He wouldn't come yeah. back. Yeah. But then, you know, you must have seen some changes from the oh, from yeah, the start yeah. to the end, right? There were a, a mate of mine, John Turner, came to me one night. He said, uh, just just heads up to you. He said, there's three lads planning to kill you. I said, they're doing what? Planning to kill you. What? Two brothers and they're like all Les Bridges. Uh, 
Billy Field in Desfield in, in Les Bridges. And I, I, I kicked all three of them out of clubs for, for pushing pills on one of you. Yeah. And they thought I had no right to put them out because they owned the town, they thought. Right. And was this in Bolton? Yeah, yeah. Right. And, and, and what I'd done, I fell into a trap of a routine. So I were, I were easy target, really. And what I used to do, I used to go around, I, I do like a pint, and I never drank when I was working. So I'd yeah. go around and check all my lads. And, and I'd, I'd do the rounds all around Bolton, check them. And the last club I'd go to was the Aquarius company where I lived. Yes. So I'd drive onto the car park, park my car up, go in, have a drink with the lads till about three or four in the morning, and then walk home. And I'd yeah. walk through these garages. And they planned to jump me in the garages. One was going to jump on one and one on the other, and one was going to do me with an axe. Wow! And they bragged about this to a lad called Dave Rockliffe, and David told John. So John said, He said, Shall we tell him what? He said, Oh, we better fucking do. He said, yeah. If he finds it, we knew and he didn't like it. He said, You're in trouble with Rockliffe. Yeah. So I like Dave Rockliffe, they're a good lad, but he just didn't want to stir the shit. So well, as soon as I found out, I went looking for them. So I did them. And, uh, of course, all three of them and didn't like. Yeah? Uh, yeah, come and go hiding. And then, no, no, again, would, would they just leave it then? Or? No, no, never, never seen Desfield in since. I saw Billy working on his eye. What's on the side? He's got Odd and he was a Ricky, and he had, he had a glass eye. So what happened there? He said, oh, no, no, it weren't you. He said, he said, <laughs> he said me, me and uh, Desro was on the drink Christmas, and he's fought all over the place. It's like they've always been scrapping. And he's minding his own business, having a drink at Christmas, Christmas Eve after. Yeah. And this... But it went up in his bar and somebody loved the bottle and took his eye out. Wow. Oh, bloody hell did that calm him down. Uh, yeah, well, it, it, calm, it calms a lot of people down, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. You see, this is the... I, I don't know about you, but more often the training, the, the more balance it's brought to my life, the yeah, less yeah. I've wanted any of the drama. Yeah. Uh, and I, I just don't... I, I don't even want an argument nowadays no, with no. someone, let alone a fight. Well, I'm a morning at Christian now. I'll try and be right with everybody now, you know. Yeah, when did this happen? Uh, I, I, I had a stroke in... When I was 61, so that's uh, five years ago, whatever. And I, I, uh, I was paralysed on my left side for a bit. And yeah. I, but two mates came seeing me, and the, and, and the, the two Muslim lads, good, good mates, to train with me. And one's a physio, and one's a chemist, and they, they sat there and they said, "What's what? Who's that?" I said, "I can't move." And it's frustrating, mate. You're looking at it. You're yes. the bloody thing to move, and there's nothing happening. And it wouldn't move. Nothing. And they said, "Do that." Start moving your fingers individually. Yes. You don't know the neural pathways, and then don't lift your hand, keep lifting your hand. So for two days, I'm sat there in bed like that, and just doing this. Yeah. And then and nothing happened, and then on the third day, I woke up, and I just reached for a magazine and got it. Got wow. What the hell, I wrote dancing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Phenomenal. And uh, and then that was, was that? Well, well, well that, that happened, and then I, I, was, I was getting myself right, I was trying to train a bit, and a, a, an old friend of mine called Johnny Nelson, a pro boxer, not not Johnny Nelson was the world. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, no, yeah. No, he's he's a he's a cracking lad. I've known all his family since he was a kid, and uh, he used to come doing a bit odds and sods with me. And he said, like, I want you to watch me box. He said, I think I, he said something's going wrong somewhere. I don't know what it is. I said, you know balance when you step in bike. Yeah. And it, it turns out he's got one leg a little bit shorter than the other, so they had put a build up in his shoe. Wow. And he was alright then. He, and he, 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 he was winning all his fights after that. And he yeah. turned pro. He had a couple of fights. Mate, so Alec Panesco managing him. Yeah. And he, he, uh, 
He won his first fight, lovely. And then like over maximum his second fight and it put him off a bit. Right. And, and how did he get you involved with the church? He, he's, he's been a strong Christian for a long time and he said, well, right. you come up me. So I said, I've always, I've always believed. And I thought I were a Christian, but I was playing at it. Right. And uh, my first experience, I was a bodyguard in Milan. And there's a cathedral in Milan called the Duomo. Right. And I, they kept going on about this Duomo, you've got to see this. And it's an awesome building. I mean, at the time, it took 600 years to build. And in the time they were building that, they got the pick of all the top artists in the world. Wow. And the, and the, the sculptures and everything in it, and, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the, the, the carving on the doors and all. It's awesome. So I went up, and it's a fantastic, and I went up, and I'm sat at the back praying on my own. And because uh, there's a service going on in Italian in front, so I can't, I can't go and join him with that. Yeah. So I'm sat right at the back, <laughs> and I felt this presence. It, it's hard to, it's really hard to explain, but it was awesome. Yeah. It really was awesome, and uh, I couldn't get enough of it. And the guy I'm looking after, he stayed in the ex Saudi ambassador's residence. So right. He didn't want to go out. He was bombproof. Yes. Get near him. So I'd ring him. Are you going out today? No. Well, the the, the trams in Milan couple of pence and, and you anywhere you want so get a little ticket and I'll down to down to this cathedral again the door. Yes. And I'll, I'll be in a couple of times a week and I love I always got this experience when I went in. All right. And then I run holiday in Malta years later and uh, there's a thing called Mosta Dome. And during the war the Germans dropped a bomb through the dome. Right. There were three hundred people in in this thing in mass and uh, the bomb hit the floor and clattered across the floor. Didn't go if off. Gone, no, if it, it, it weren't a dud, the British Army dismantled it later and it weren't a dud. If it had gone off, it would have killed everybody in the place. Right. Nobody even got a broken leg off the bloody thing, you know. Wow. And uh, I went in there and I felt there was something there again. Yeah. And I, I just want to get worse and I thought, I'm going to have to experience that every time I go to Malta and every time I go to Milan, when I go to Milan and Malta to see it. Yeah. And then he invited me to this, this church. It's a converted warehouse church. Right. And, and, and I walked in as I was walking in it, hit me straight away as soon as I walked in this feeling. And, uh, and then that was it. That was it, that's me out. You see, because this is the thing, right? Yeah, uh, I, you know, I, I often look at your Facebook statuses. Yeah. As I always say, I'm a lapsed Catholic Buddhist. Yeah. And what I do is I go through life, I don't want to hurt anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I do believe that, that yeah, you mentioned there about the Muslim lads coming yeah. in. Yeah. I, I look at it and I just think, you know, as long, all, whatever way you get to it. We're all brothers. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. yeah, we're all gonna get, we're all gonna end up in the same place. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and so we shouldn't argue about where, where we're gonna end up. We just know we're gonna get yeah, there. Yeah. And I look at it and I always look at your stuff and yours is about the only stuff that I look at and I think to myself, do you know what? This is one of the only people that actually speaks the truth because everyone else uses their religion for, like, for a hiding place yeah. or a reason for their bad behaviour. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you you never do. No, it's, I'll, I'll tell you what, where it's taking me now. There's a girl at our church and she, she got us all involved in, in looking after homeless. Right. And there's some sad things out there, mate. Yeah. And my, my, my goal now is, is to build a, a centre for homeless in Bolton. Right. Well, somewhere they can, they, can, they can have a laundry, they can clean the gear and everything, they can have a comfortable dry bed, you know, and, yes. and, and they can get food and come into and we can have a service as well. But you see, this is the thing, it's like, yeah, you know, you got to look after your fellow man and woman, oh, and yeah. no, no one does, it's like... Oh, talk to all that, I'm animal daft, mate, I've always been animal daft. Right. And, uh, we're out in Manchester and we're looking at these homeless, and it's, it's, look, it's everything's saturated, it's really pouring now. There's a lad that is wet through. And he's got a little dog and that's where through and, and I'm, I'm ashamed to say this now where I'm thinking more of the dog right. said, well, so why have you got a dog mate protection I said what people ever go at you he said oh no no he said but we get our head down at night and where we sleep there's rats running around us all that oh, I don't sleep like that mate god that's horrific it shouldn't be happening with wheels disease and things like that you know there's all oh, sorts of oh god 
I I try and go through life doing the right thing and I'm yeah. certainly no saint yeah. and, and never have been um, you know what I mean I, yeah, I struggle every day to still do the right thing yeah, yeah. you know what I mean yeah. I, I had it this morning I was in a builder's merchants and I was you know I needed a tub of PVA and the guy was out the back and for a second there I thought you know and he's a mate of mine who owns it yeah, you yeah. know and I thought do you know what and then I thought yeah I'm not that far removed from where I used to be yeah. it's only the fact now that I make the choice not to yeah. do it you know well I, I, I would I mean I've never been a bloody oil painter I'm, I'm an ugly old bastard now but I've never been an oil painter yeah and, uh, <laughs> you're, a, you're like me you're a good looking fella but you've got to get the right light <laughs> yeah yeah off completely and, uh, I never did wrong for women on doors I were always attracted you know like groups are groupies well we yes. call them doors with loads of girls who used to go around, around bounces you know yeah I never went wrong there mate. you know girls would come are you Trevor Robert she ain't a big hugs and all this yeah thing. and then one day I was working like old Neville and you were always taking the piss he said you get more good you than any fucker I know and you're going on you know and so I stood there and said, this girl come down and she's at it. You Trevor Roberts? I said, yeah, love, yeah. Oh, she's just good. She said, you know my dad. I said, oh, do I love you? Who's your dad? You know, I thought, I'm not touching it like a yeah. mate, you know. So, uh, that was that. And then another one came down one night. She said, you know my granddad. Never think I'd pissed himself. Oh, that, you <laughs> that's, mean, what I, that's what I thought it's time for pack in. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But when you start looking at it, it's two generations away. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm yeah, getting yeah. to that point now yeah. where it's like, I'm doing work for people and it's like, I'm doing a job in London for a girl. And I went to school with her mum. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm, I, and I don't think I'm that old. Like, between your ears, how yeah. how, how old do you feel? About 18. 18. And then something says, no, you're not, you silly old bastard, you know. <laughs> but what about the body? Because uh, uh, it's a lot of aches and pains. I've got a fantastic physio now. And right. It, I had, uh, I couldn't do, mate, honestly, I couldn't do 20 bodyweight squats when he was screaming. Like yes. And he, he's, he's had me for a few weeks now, and it, he's got me go, doing 28 stone sets of 10, really strict. Wow. He's yeah, phenomenal, this lad. Um, uh, what's your training regime now? Are you still training every day? Yeah, but I train different now. He, 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 I used to do it wrong. I've done it wrong for years. I'd do my chest on a Monday and I'd do it again on a Wednesday and then again on a Friday. Every, yeah. every second day. And I'd do my bike, and, 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 you know, too often. And he says, no, what you do is, you do, you do your... Um, I'll get you his DVD. Right. Mr. Great Britain, this lad. Really? Yeah. And he, oh, he's, but he's not, he's not, uh, he's not just pumped, he's really strong. Functional, yeah. And he, he uh, he's, he's fucking leg training, it's just phenomenal. And uh, he, he's a great lad, really but, nice lad. Stuart Cosgrove is called, and he, he's, he's he, he, I mean, he used to train with Dorian Yates. Wow. You know, and he was Dorian's physio when he used to train with training. Because Dorian's not in great shape at the moment. I think, I don't know, I don't know what, what it is, but I think it's more to do with his training than anything. Because yeah, yeah. uh, Ronnie Coleman yeah. broke his back trying to deadlift. Did you? I don't know if you've yeah, seen that. Go on YouTube and check it out. The guy's in a wheelchair at the moment. They're teaching him how to walk again. Oh. Yeah, he was trying. He was trying to break a record on on a deadlift. Broke his back. Oh. You know, this is. I'll tell you something. Training is supposed to make your life better. It's yeah, not yeah, supposed yeah. to make it hard. Well, what well, I'm gonna well, this guy yeah. makes you do train and then leave it for, for at least for that body part for at least five days. Really? And then he explains it all on this DVD. Oh, I'll have to have a look at that. I've got yeah, a friend of yeah. mine, Savash Mustafa. He's one of the top osteopaths in the country. And uh, awesome martial artist. And he always says, it's not the smart guy who knows when to train, it's the smart guy who knows when to not train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was that's his secret. Yeah. This is the final thing I'm going to ask you, only because I don't want it to sound like you're an old... You're certainly not an old man. You're, uh, you're, you're as I said before... It, 
this is a term that I hate people. When I hear people say it, it always freaks me out because they always say legend, but you are probably one of the only, in the UK, you're one of five people that I would consider a legend. And that's the truth because you've been there. I might still be a legend. A legend. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, what I'm going to ask you is, you know, you've trained with some of the best in the world and you've competed at the highest of levels. And do you look at MMA? Does it interest you? Yeah, I think it's fantastic. Really? Yeah. yeah? And, and, and I think uh, there's a lot of misconceptions about MMA. The referees are really good. Lads don't get killed like they do in boxing. No. You know, they, they jump in and stop it before it gets too serious. And would you have done MMA back in the day now, do you reckon? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would have been something else. The Shiai Jitsu weren't that far removed, except we went to low ground and pound. Right. It, it, it was devised by Martin Clark, and he really thought it through. And, and you've got to really fight for, 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 for control on the ground, so you, yeah. you're in a position. I mean, you could, if you want to do ground and pound, for some positions you can get in. Yeah. But Martin, um, I, you know, going back to Martin Clark, yeah. Uh, it, it's criminal the amount of people who don't even know who the guy is because he, he was a bear of a man yeah, and his yeah. son what was his son's name John is great yeah yeah because at one stage there was three there was three generations of them training that's right Nobby Nobby uh, Martin and John yeah yeah, yeah and, and, and all, all three have been phenomenal yeah, all, all, all yeah, awesome yeah, martial yeah. artists yeah. as well you know yeah. really you know as I said they were doing I remember them doing Sambo and being in, like, they'd be stuck in the back of like fighters magazine yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and there'd yeah. be some guy there talking shite up the front yeah. and then you'd be like wait a minute these guys are fighting for real yeah, yeah. you know and they were yeah, going yeah, off yeah. like they were going off to like eastern bloc countries oh yeah yeah, yeah and they were and, go- and it's a different level altogether over there oh totally. completely yeah. different you know to have this is, as I said, it's just one, you are, in my eyes, one of the only legends in, in, in the UK, and I, I, and I do mean that. Well, sir, I've got to say that I really respect you as well. Ah, jeez, don't be saying that. No, I, I really appreciate it, but you know, I, I grew up reading about you, and then as I've said before, that you should never meet your heroes, but I've been dead lucky because everybody I've ever, I've, I must have had a good judge of character back in the day because yourself, Terry Barnett, Bob Breen, Rick Young. All of these guys and very approachable, great martial artists. And then what you do is you turn around and they've got, and they've spawned this lineage of really good teachers. It's like, as I said, with with Russell, especially, you look at what he's doing and you know, uh, what, especially I'm going to give a shout out to Russell Jamesty just because I, yeah, I got a lot of time for Russ. People have, people have no idea the amount of good he does because they don't see past the goofiness. Mm. They see all the messing around and then they don't, it's the truth, right? And they just think, oh, he's just some guy taking a bit of the piss. I can sit down with him and piss myself laughing. Oh, he's hilarious. He's uh, he's, he's literally one of the only guys that makes me. John Dermott? No. Oh, he's a great lad. Is he? He's a lad from Wigan. He's not the biggest lad in the world, but bloody hell, he'd have a fight with me. ジャンルですね。ジャンルですね。ジャンルですね。ジャンルですね。ジャンルですね。ジャンルですね。ジャンルですね。ジャンルですね。ジャンルですね。ジャンルですね。ジャンルですね。ジャンルですね。ジャン
So they do it. This is first night, first week he's been doing his missus. Next thing, they're all dragged out of bed at night and handcuffed on the lawn. His mother in law as well. All of them? <laughs> yeah. His, his, his wife to be, his mother in law. <laughs> That's yeah. a hard one to sell. They're all handcuffed. And he's just sat there with a big grin on his face. And how did it end up? Uh, well, I'm not sure what the outcome was, but I, I know he. He what was the mother-in-law like? Oh, she weren't happy at all. No, I was about to say, that my wife doesn't like me waking her up in the middle of the night as it is. Yeah. But handcuffs, Jesus. Handcuffed on the, on the lawn, you know. And what's the future hold for you? This is the final thing I'm going to ask. I, I, want, I want to do... I've definitely got to do... I want to start running... Some, I'm, move, I'm moving into the church. Uh, and we're going to rent the, the church two nights a week as a dojo. Because the place where we're at, we're crap, make it really work. Really? And... Uh, so I'm moving up there and I, I want to expand it and start running it as a business because I've always run it as a paying hobby. Yeah. You know, and I've, I've got to get my business head on and really go for it now. Now, do it. I'll tell you what, what I'm going to do now is... To, to, get, to get it up and running, get a seminar together, and what I will do is I'll get a ton of people, and what I'll come up with, if it's all right, if you, if you, I'll take the beginner's class, and what we'll do is we'll do an all-day seminar, and get some of the best guys in there, and get some money together, awesome. and start it, and there we are. And Trevor, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. You're an absolute gentleman. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thanks for listening today. We have a brand new show every Friday. And you can listen to all our interviews on MixedMartialArts.com. Mixed Martial Arts is our Pay Your Headphones production. Wow.